Today on City Cash Chicago, we reached that point in the week where we're going to do a little City Cash rewind and help me look back on some key stories from across the city this week. I brought in Jill Hopkins, who's helping run things over at the music club, the Metro, and the host of Good Evening with Pat Whalen. Pat Whalen. It's Friday, September 16th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, Pat. Welcome to CityCast. Hey, Jacoby. Thank you for having me. Happy Friday, Jacoby. Thank you so much for having me. So we've been doing our Neighborhood Guy series for the last five weeks. It's really taken us all over the city. This week, we were with Ariane Nettles in Pullman and Roseland. Pat, I'm going to start with you. What's what's the neighborhood you're living in right now, and where's the place we got to check out? I'm coming to you live from Uptown Chicago. So, you know, I... This is tough. There are so many great spots around here, but I really, it, it's about Argyle for me. Argyle is just such a great strip. It's all about the food for me. And so obviously there's an incredible array of, you know, Thai, Vietnamese, uh, and uh, of course, Sun Hua up on Broadway. But if you go a little closer to Sheridan on Argyle, there's a new spot called Millie's Pizza in the Pan. Uh, started by a guy who I believe was a, a waiter before the pandemic, obviously got kind of laid off and just started making dough literally every day. And he is just, he's hes a master of his craft. Uh, some days if he doesn't feel like the, the dough is right, he'll just close the shop and say no pizza today. Oh. You have to order in advance, like sometimes up to 24 hours, but it is a new day in Chicago deep dish. There's a frond going around the edges. Like I could spend the whole show talking about that. Uh, but directly next door is Don Pablo's Kitchen and Bake Shop, which is hands down the best empanada. I, I thought I'd had empanadas before, and then I went to Don Pablo's, and I said, I don't think I've ever had an empanada before, because mm. this is an empanada. Uh, so Don Pablo's and Millie's Pizza in the Pan on Argyle are right next door to each other. Definitely worth checking out. Hey, I'm going to have to add those to the Uptown Rogers Park Edgewater neighborhood guide that we we put out a few weeks ago because uh, both of them sound bomb. Uh, Jill, where are you calling in from this morning, and what's the spot we got to check out? I live in Logan Square uh, and have for a really long time, and I love it up here. Uh, and there's, like uh, like Uptown, it's a good problem to have too many cool places to go, mm-hmm. too many good restaurants to uh, eat at, too many good places to see live music. But I think the, the grandma, the big mama of them all is Rosa's Lounge on Armitage. Mm-hmm. I used to perform at Rosa's for uh, The Stoop, a nice little storytelling show on the west side. Yeah, and I, you know what? You think as a person who goes to as many shows as I do, who throws as many events as I do, that I would be whelmed, just whelmed at any other show. <laughs> Not over or under, just like, mm-hmm, sure is a show. But Rosa's reminds you why you go to shows and the the vibe that you're chasing for the rest of, of your show-going experience. And it's... It's one of those places that's really good to just kind of slink into and just take it all in. And it's so, you would walk right by it if you didn't know. Big facts. And there's, you know, always, always, always a surprise. You never know who's going to show up. Well, let's jump into the weekly rewind. Jill, I'm going to stay with you. What's a story this week that you were following that you you just got to talk about this week? 
You know, I was mining my own beeswax, uh, making some lunch, watching the Chicago Bears win a football game uh, on Sunday. And all of a sudden, I hear the sounds. And this, uh, let me put a trigger warning on this for your listeners, like they did not on the television. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I'm greeted to the sounds of a, of a, a woman obviously in distress in major distress and i turn around and it's this uh ring doorbell video of an actual street attack in chicago and at the end of it it's one of those political commercials from uh, something called uh people who play by the rules pack and it's like anti pritzker and anti lori lightfoot and i'm like if this was Supposed to make me angry, it worked, but not at the people I'm. Uh, you want me to be angry at? I'm angry that this this violence came into my home. I live with someone with PTSD, and now he's having issues, and I can only imagine that that is not. I, this is not the only household that that happened to. Yeah, I'm, this- I'm lucky. I don't have children in this house. Because what are we doing there? Mm-hmm. The political ads, there has been so much controversy between darkening the mayor's skin in one ad, between constantly referring to Chicago uh, as, as if it's, um, you know, completely awash with, with crime and violence. And then this one, which is, you know, as the governor pointed out this week, is so blatantly racist, playing to the, the easy narratives of Chicago of like, if you were just walking through the streets, you are likely to be victim of a crime, which we all know is not true. We don't need to see that. We know what the city is like. We live here. You're not telling us anything new. You're pissing me off. And apparently the guy who runs this pack is Richard Uline, who is the founder of the Uline uh, Material Goods uh, Corporation, who I'm sure if anybody's ever worked in a restaurant or an office, you have probably had to order from them and just buyer beware, because this guy seems to be totally okay with traumatizing people in their homes for the sake of, of a few votes. Pat, Pat, did this ad creep up on you while you was watching TV? I wasn't watching the game, but I sure heard about this ad. And uh, I I think what Jill is talking about is spot on uh, for a few reasons. We are not the audience for this narrative about Chicago. This is a statewide uh, race. This is a statewide pack. Um, And the audience for this is people who do not live here, but will watch the Bears game. Um, This pack is... uh, is disgusting. And yeah, Richard Uline and Dan Proft specifically are ginning up a lot of activity on the right. And I am a little concerned that, you know, in places like Twitter where these things can be spread like wildfire, uh, larger names like Mike Cernovich and Ben Shapiro can latch on to things like this and cause national dialogues about things that are just straight up not true. You know, the right latching on to this misinformation, we're not just seeing that with these political ads that are running on TV. Like this information and the way it's being monopolized on Twitter and Instagram to just keep spreading disinformation, the the way they've latched on to things like the Pretrial Fairness Act. And I know that's, that's your top story this week. And you've been seeing, you know, people referring to it as, as the purge law. I was reading about the Safety Act yesterday, and there was a gentleman who easily had to be in his mid to late 70s, came up to me and noticed what I was reading and said, I guess I should buy a rifle, huh? All he had to see was Safety Act in print, and he walked up ready to discuss the fact that he should arm himself. Mm. And I said, 
well, why? And he said, because of what they're doing. And I said, what are they doing? And he says, well, you know, they, they shouldn't be doing all that stuff in the first place. And I said, what stuff? And he couldn't tell me. Exactly. He could not it's, tell it's me what it was. It's just this circular logic in and out exactly. of the premise of like th- this act it will, will sort of undo things. But for people who are listening, the Safety Act is a law that was signed by J.B. Pritzker in 2021. And one provision in particular, the Pretrial Fairness Act, which eliminates cash bail in Illinois, has gained a lot of traction for these misinformation campaigns. Pat, can you kind of break down where are people maybe not just the most confused, but being led astray the most as it relates to this piece of legislation. What folks have been latching onto is uh, is the bond thing that you mentioned. And, and I spoke with uh, Sharon Mitchell, who's a Cook County public defender. I spoke with uh, State Senator Robert Peters, who helped get uh, a lot of this Safety Act uh, passed. They broke it down in such a way that said, this is changing the fact that you are detained based not on how much money you have, but how big a danger you are to your community. So if you're held, you know, without bond or not able to meet bond because you're jaywalking, they could probably let you out and not worry about you being a flight risk or being a danger to someone else in your community, right? Not so if you are, you know, accused of manslaughter or murder or things of that nature. So Really, we have seen that it works for Republicans with the election. If you just tell the same lie long enough, people will begin to absorb it. And they're playing from that same playbook. The other side of that coin for me, Jacoby, is that they're losing on abortion and women's rights. And so they're going to shift the arguments and the talking points to this, quote unquote, public safety punisher, you know, narrative dream Mm -hmm. that a lot of folks uh, seem to harbor. Um, These people read the punisher. They don't know. Right, didn't read that. And, and they definitely they didn't read that, and they definitely didn't read the six hundred pages inside of this inside of this bill. And uh, Jill, have you seen these maybe the TikToks, the infographics floating around on Instagram where people are saying, you know, if you commit arson or you commit murder, they're just gonna let you go and, and you won't face consequences. I'm like. I mean, I don't know what America they live in, but that's never I'm been the, that is, the uh, America is so obsessed with locking people up that ending cash bail is not the the end all of that. Uh, but but people are selling it as if, you know, that's what's taking place in Illinois. Here's the thing about infographics. Anyone can make one. Mm-hmm. I can make one. I have Canva. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and almost all of these things come from people who have never had any interaction with law enforcement uh at all with the justice system. They don't know anybody who's ever been arrested for anything. They make up scenarios in their heads to get upset about and then proceed with that. Meanwhile, those of us who, you know, in one way or another, on one side or another, have seen this happen in real life, know for a fact that that's just simply not how it works. And it's difficult to tell that to people who are already so, so biased against thugs and thuggery. Mm -hmm. I mean, the number of people I know who live in other states, um, who, you know, my friends and family who have called me to ask, like, are we talking about this? Again, this act was passed back in 2021. It'll go into effect on January 1st, 2023. The law does not mean that judges cannot, you know, keep people uh, in jail. Right. It eliminates cash bail, but they can steal on a host of factors, detain people. And a lot of people are focusing on the, this talking point going around that uh, 
police will not be able to uh, arrest trespassers. This is the talking point that's getting the most traction right now from folks on the right, and it simply is not true. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This week with such big stories like misinformation around the Safety Act, there are a bunch of stories that happened around the city of Chicago that people might not have seen or might not um, got as much time to focus on. And so we love to give some some light to those underhyped stories. Jill, what's that story you want to make people make sure people don't forget or miss this week? I love the Museum of Science and Industry. Mm-hmm. It is my favorite. I'm from the south side of Chicago. One of my favorite exhibits from back in the back of the day is no more. It's the uh, the big top, the circus exhibit. Yeah. And I don't even like real circuses, but I love. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna ask you. I was like, is it? Did, did you? Do you love the exhibit purely because it's like I don't have to actually be at the circus? Kind of, and you know, I like I like creepy things, but not necessarily clowns. Okay. But I kind of like uh, just the aesthetic of it. The music is really interesting. And uh, it's getting replaced by something very cool, the Moldorama, uh, you know, the, the, the wax sculptures that you get at the zoo or the museum. They're having a whole exhibit about Moldorama. So that's also very cool. But I just want the slideshow, the little movie they would show, if that's something that's available in the, the auction that they're having. I would like, I got five on it. I've visited the MSI a bunch throughout my life, and I wasn't familiar with just how far back this history goes. This uh, circus collection had been there since 1973, but the guy who designed it, Roland J. Weber, he had been working on it for about 30 years prior to it ever coming to the museum. And they're everything from like wooden animals, miniatures of the big top, you know, acrobatics, crowds, um, these different like posters that you can see. Um, And so throughout my entire life, I mean, it's been there. Anytime you go to the MSI, it's about as, you know, traditional as the bike exhibit. Uh, And so to know that, right? So to know that it's being... um, not only taken down, it is already passed. The it closed September sixth, but it's going to be auctioned off September twenty fourth. Uh, and you know, I think a lot of things are going to go to private collectors and other institutions. But uh, some people say that some of the figuring, some of the things, might be in your price range. I don't know if a thousand, five thousand is in your price range, but you know, if you want to get some Chicago collectibles. What about uh, almost 100 years of history embedded in them? Uh, check out the, the circus collection from MSI, uh, which is going up in, uh, you know, less uh, in about a week. Pat, was the story this week you want to make sure that doesn't get by people? Uh, there was a hearing called by city council to uh, talk about the CTA. Uh, I think probably a majority of your listeners have been ghosted recently uh, by the Chicago Transit Authority by bus or by rail. 
apparently there are scheduling issues and the aldermanic uh, folks in the city saw it fit to call them before the council and investigate why that is the case. Uh, it kind of plays into what is going to begin, I believe, this coming Wednesday. It might be the following Wednesday, and that is the fact that budget season is about to begin, and that means budget hearings. I'm a huge geek for uh, committee hearings. That's 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 the action for me. I don't watch football, so I got to get it somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's all uh, the same. <laughs> these these hearings we always are we always look for people to help walk me through budget season and keep me awake. So <laughs> thank you for adding your name to that very short list. <laughs> I am but an armchair uh, watcher of these hearings. But, you know, what the, the how this plays in, why I wanted to bring it up is because there are, I think we're going on 15 aldermanic seats that are definitely going to turn over on the council. So it is a time of great upheaval in the city council. And that means the budget process is all the more important because we are going to have a lot of new names and faces on that council. So this is, I just think, a great chance for the city of Chicago and its citizens to uh, make their voices heard with their representatives and, and talk about the budget process and where their money's going to go, where they think it should go or shouldn't go for that matter. Uh, CTA President Dorval Carter didn't show up to the meeting, but, you know, Alder people were very mad. Folks like Jeanette Taylor are saying it's not a good look for them not to show up because there are a lot of things on the table, not only budget season, not only the, you know, ghost busts and ghost trains, but y'all are proposing or have implemented about $100 million in security contracts. There are billion-dollar capital projects out here right now for infrastructure repairments and overhaul. There's a lot that's going on uh, with the CTA beyond just can I get a ride uh, at the time that I'm expecting. They've put out, you know, press releases and security plans and, and investment plans. But when city council is trying to have a hearing to, to get more clarity on, you know, the frustrations that all of us are feeling, it, it ain't really a good look for you just not to not to pop in, not to give notice. I think that's a direct quote uh, from Jeanette Taylor, who mm -hmm. is not a punch puller from way back. It, it's not a good look, I believe, is what she said. Yep. And I believe she also gave an exact dollar amount of, of what Dorval Carter's uh, salary is. I think it's somewhere in the $360,000 range. $360,578.77. But again, who's counting? <laughs> well, we're, I'm, I'm counting the, the minutes uh, until my next bus arrives, that's for sure. Uh, but I believe it was Andre Vasquez who asked, did he get ghosted by a train? And that's why he's not here. And that's kind of the vacuum that you create. <laughs> yeah, I, right? But, but if you're not there, people are going to make these jokes and exactly. that's what's going to make the headlines. Instead of you getting in front of the mic and saying, I run the show here. I apologize. We're going to do better. And here's how. And then that's what makes the headlines. So, you know, calling people to the mat is a big part of accountability. And, and that's what taxation and budgets are really all about. Uh, when, when they have a public safety hearing in city council, Superintendent Brown shows up and takes the heat. You know what I mean? So Dorval Carter should probably think about doing the same. It'd probably be better for his image. And one of the last things I want to say, because we heard it time and time again, that one of the factors leading to this uh, problem is a shortage of uh, workers. People, they're having a tough time hiring people. But I don't want this to get to a place where we're just off-putting all of our concerns on the fact that you can't fill positions. It is your job uh, to incentivize. It is your job to make employees, writers, uh, security personnel, uh, operators feel safe, feel taken care of.
We've talked about some great stories this morning, everything from MSI to what's going on with the CTA. But that means we need some palate cleanser. We need to let make sure that the CityCast listeners leave with some, uh, let me get this right, <clears throat> some good news to get them through the morning, afternoon, evening, and the weekend. Uh, Pat, what's your some good news uh, to get the people through? My good news for your listeners, Jacoby, is that I'm getting to the bottom of all state-level issues. I'm going to solve every problem at the state level. Tonight, at the promontory, I'm, uh, I'm hosting Governor J.B. Pritzker. He's going, to, he's going to go meet with Kamala Harris, and, uh, and then he's going to cut that meeting short because he's got someone important to talk to. And, and that's me. That's me. And so I have a lot of questions for him, specifically regarding the, the, the Safety Act and this nonsense that Jill was talking about earlier in the cast. Uh, I have a lot of important questions for him in that regard. But it's not just all serious business, folks. We're going to have musical guest Brittany Carter, who is a fantastic young talent oh my from God. Chicago. I, I am love Brittany Carter. Like Beyond her song, Pumped. Cold Is Us. It ain't my fault that I'm better. Ain't my fault that I'm different. <laughs> I never asked you to like me. I never I cared never for your you. limits. Oh, Brittany Carter is so talented. I mean, your lineup, Pat, Brittany Carter, Felonious Monk doing comedy, and then the governor, J.B. Pritz, are going to be there. I'm excited to, to stop by. The promontory is literally four blocks from the crib, so I'm going to be in the building on Friday, and I hope that some CityCast listeners will join us as well for Good Evening with Pat Whalen live from the promontory. Hey, we're going to stay on my side of town. Jill Hopkins, what's your some good news to keep people rolling through the weekend? Like I said, that, yeah, rolling through the weekend. I see what you did weekend. there. I saw what you did there. When I was a little kid, <laughs> Uh, growing up on the south side, my mom's boyfriend used to work security at a place called The Rink on 87th Street. Mm -hmm. And on the weekends, I would get to go and like get my little skate on, watch all the big kids skate, play video games. They reopened on the 1st of September. And it is gorgeous and better than ever. Though I am confused, Jacoby. You said that you went to the opening, but the article that I read said that it was about 400 young people. And like, how did you? <laughs> I was going to say your mama. <laughs> your, people for, your people for sure. Your granny too. All of them. <laughs> I ain't even allowed you. I you you right as hell. I did about six to ten laps around there, and my shins to my knees to my ankle to my calf muscles, everything was screaming. Like I was doing the backwards skate, and somebody chose to be walking on the floor with like a you know an amateur skater, and they weren't moving at a pace that like I thought I timed it. And I, oh my God, my legs went right from under me and I hit my ass no. so hard. Oh, my tailbone. And then you got to get up and you got to kind of saunter around the floor, find your exit. <laughs> um, but it looks beautiful in there. The floor felt amazing. The carpet looked good. Like, you know, people seem to just be having a good time. I got to see some people I hadn't seen in years, years growing up in the skating rink. And so uh, it was it was a beautiful time at the rink over in Avalon Park. And there, the thing is that they... They could have just opened like a retro skating rink, but they're looking forward. They're looking towards keeping this place open for a long time. And they're looking at keeping their customer base around for a long time because they've got like healthy snacks yeah. that are delicious at the snack bar. They want to make sure that this is not just, you know, social hour. You are here. You're going to get a workout. You're mm -hmm. going to feed your body, your spirit. 
I'm excited for them healthy snacks too because I never imagined I can pull up and get a smoothie. Not an icy, right? But a smoothie. Mm-hmm. Right? That's different. That's like white people. Like we're talking about icy <laughs> snow cone, candy. <laughs> like that, that's, that's what we have. A smoothie? Oh, shit. Color. Okay. Breathe to have a lot of part. Oh, uh, Listen. <laughs> oh, you got milk alternatives up in here? Come on. Well, because they know about this adult onset. You know, hey, come on. Tolerance. We not just we not <laughs> just doing what our grandparents did, which was just swallow it and just put off the stomach pains as like the the <laughs> symptoms of the depression uh, and living under the the thumb of the Cold War. No, no, no. Your I'm stomach better. can't handle that. You have not evolved to take that much dairy. Cut it back. Yeah, it's not it's not in the DNA. It's not. <laughs> oh my God, that's good news all around. My some good news. Came from an article I read earlier today from Block Club Chicago, and it's a shout out to Michael Chef Mike Earhart. Uh, he is the cook behind Taste for the Homeless, which for the last decade has provided meals, clothes, like good soul food to people experiencing houselessness in neighborhoods across Chicago. And he's traveled out this week to uh, Elk Grove Village, to Elgin, to provide hot, fresh meals for migrants uh, who not only made that long trip from Venezuela to Texas, but to be met with this political stunt and sent up to Chicago without any guarantees. Um, It's really good to see that organizations across Chicago have stepped up in the way that we've always stepped up. It's in our DNA to help people. And so to see Chef Mike opening up um, his ability to provide for his community and to take in these migrants the way that he has. Shout out to all of the people who are looking out for the individuals coming into Chicago over these past few weeks. And, and we're not really sure how much longer this will move forward, despite Mayor Lightfoot and Governor Pritzker um, completely admonishing uh, the Texas governor and calling for this to stop. Uh, it is good to see that we're responding uh, as best we can. It has been my honor and pleasure to welcome our two amazing guests to CityCast Chicago, Jill Hopkins and Pat Whalen. Thank y'all so much for coming to CityCast Chicago this morning. Thank you for having us. I love you. Cannot thank you enough. Keep up the great work to everyone at CityCast Chicago. Before I let you go, remember, we're looking for people to take us on neighborhood tours. If you got time, reach out to us at 773-780-0246. Leave your name, your neighborhood, and a voicemail. Even if you ain't got time, maybe drop some suggestions you'd like to visit in your neighborhood. As always, I got to thank the people who make CityCast Chicago possible. That's lead producer Kerry Shepard, producer Samal Alisea, a newsletter writer Sydney Madden, the people who make the music we love, all the kimonos, Mark Greenberg of the Mayfair Workshop, and the homie Sam Thousand. This Monday at 8 o'clock, I'll be at the Epiphany Center for the Arts off Jackson and Ashland hosting a Moth Showcase. Hopefully I'll see you there. Either way, I'm going to be here on Monday. I'll talk to you then. Peace.